I'm not sure what we were tuned into there for a minute. I, I, I like to have that song at the beginning, sometimes when I lead, because it's a lovely thought to begin our time together with. I, I appreciate that um, 
the drums and the rhythm and that may not be to everybody's liking, but you can't deny that the words are fantastic. Everything is possible through God who gives us strength. And that uh, video that goes with it was put together especially um, by Philippa. Um, people finding God's strength through the lockdown. All those bits of film were taken through the lockdown with people finding strength uh, from God through that really difficult time. And I think that's a great way to start. And so, um, a good morning. It's, it's, it's nice to see you. And smiling faces as well. Freshly scrubbed. Well, that's lovely. And uh, good morning to those folks who've joined us online, uh, whether live now or perhaps you're watching this later in the week. Uh, we pray that God's blessing will be with you. And as we sense his presence here, we, we pray that you would sense his presence wherever you are watching from. Uh, just a couple of things. Um, Peter is at the Storehouses Church today, uh, taking uh, preaching there for them. It's, uh, it's good that um, the churches in the, ta in the village are beginning to sort of cooperate together, so that's, that's great. Um, Muddy Church follows uh, uh, with the 10.45 today, and uh, that's the... the the week when the kids go out and explore God's world, which is, which is lovely. So pray for them. Um, unless you're going to stay, you've got your Wellington boots and you're going to go with them. Um, don't forget to pray for Muddy Church at the 1045 today. And next week, of course, it's uh, 9 o'clock as usual. And then the 1045 is the all-age service. Right. I don't think there are any more notices. Anybody want to wave and say anything? No, that's lovely, good. Well, let's prepare ourselves to meet with God this morning. Let's put aside all the other things that are crowding into our lives, uh, issues that we face and what's for lunch and all those things, and let's focus our hearts and minds on God and sense his presence here with us. So we're going to s remain seated and use this song as a, a means of preparing ourselves to offer worship and to hear God's word this morning. So we're going to sing, Be still for the presence of the Lord, the Holy One is here.
Please be seated. And the Holy One is here. And the first thing that we realize when we understand that is he is holy and we are not. And so it's right and proper that before we continue in worship, we bring to him all the faults and failings of the past week and we lay them out before him in confession and receive his forgiveness. So a few moments to reflect on that week and the things that we might need to bring. Words spoken unkindly, in haste, without thinking. Times when we've neglected others and only thought of ourselves. Times when our thoughts have not been honoring to God. We gather all of those together as we say, Father eternal, giver of light and grace, we have sinned against you and against our neighbor in what we have thought, in what we have said and done, through ignorance, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We have wounded your love and marred your image in us. We are sorry and ashamed and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and lead us out from darkness to walk as children of light. Amen. And we have the confidence of God's word that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will cleanse us from every kind of wrong. And now we move on into our worship and our first hymn uh, speaks of uh, the greatness of God. Who can know the mind of our creator? Speak of wonders yet unseen. We'll stand to sing this lovely song of worship.
The reading this morning is taken from Psalm 77, beginning to read at verse 1. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night I stretched out untiring hands, and I would not be comforted. I remembered you, God, and I groaned. I meditated, and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days of years of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night. My heart meditated, and my spirit asked, Will the Lord reject you forever? Will he never show how his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has he promised failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Then I thought, to this I will appeal, the years when the Most High stretched out his right hand. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is a great as our God. You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. <coughs> Excuse me. The waters saw you, God. The waters saw you and riot. The very depths were convulsed. The clouds poured down water. The heavens resounded with thunder. Your arrows flashed back and forth. Your thunder was heard in the whirlwind. Your lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and quaked. Your path led through the sea. Your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Babs. And... Uh, Thank you for climbing all the way up here. <laughs> and Ursula's going to come and bring God's word. Let's just pray for Ursula now. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it's precious to us and that you speak to us through it. And we thank you for Ursula and all the gifts that you've placed within her. And thank you that she's come before you this week to hear what you want to say to us. And so we pray now, as she brings the word that you've given her, that you would bless her uh, and give us, Father, ears to hear and hearts to receive your word to us this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, John. Good morning, everyone, to those here and those at home. I too wondered how I was going to get up here because sitting on those chairs are just the wrong height for me and my legs go to sleep. <laughs> 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 
So, um, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I didn't fall over. Prayer and worship are integral to our Christian journeys, aren't they? They're integral to developing a closer relationship with God. Ephesians 6 tells us, pray in the Spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. And here we've had read to us, and I'm so glad Babs read the whole psalm, we've had read to us a prayer. Psalm 77 is another of the psalms of lament, a prayer of lament. Prayer that follows a familiar pattern of telling God exactly how it is, of how we feel. And in this case, how miserable and bereft life is. Instead of joy, the overwhelming expression in this prayer of lament, and most of them, are of anger or grief or loss or misery. The writer of this psalm expresses just how it is, no holds barred. And yet, the pattern of these psalms and of prayers of lament in general is that eventually the psalmist and we reach through the darkness of our emotional angst to reach out to God and start to see his light emerging, quenching the shadows of darkness and despair. And we see just a glimmer at first of hope emerging for the future. Theologians aren't that clear of the dating of each particular psalm, but references to historical events and other biblical passages date this one, depending on which source you look at, somewhere between 1000 and 700 BC. It's thought that Psalm 77 was possibly written during the Jewish exile in Babylon, when the writer, Asaph, was lamenting the loss of his homeland, his temple, and even of his God. And it's God he blames for his circumstances. He thinks back to the good old days in Jerusalem. Has God, he wonders, forgotten all the promises he made to Moses? Has God withdrawn his steadfast love that was supposed to last forever? Is God even there anymore? We have this ability sometimes, don't we, when life is tough, of remembering the past through rose-tinted glasses, remembering the Israelites in the wilderness wanting to return to Egypt. They seemingly forgot the harshness of slavery and Egyptian rule. Instead, they saw the rose-tinted life they imagined they'd left behind. In this psalm, we're encouraged to remember, not through rose-tinted glasses, though, but through accurate reflection on how we have experienced the move of God in our lives in the past, so that we have a pool of experience to draw on for encouragement and to support our faith through the tough times that each one of us inevitably will face as we journey through life. As I thought about this psalm, I hear echoes of Psalm 137, 
which goes, by the rivers of Babylon we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. There on the poplars we hung our harps, for our captors asked us for songs. Our tormentors demanded songs of joy. They said, sing us one of the songs of Zion. But how can we sing the songs of the Lord in a foreign land? It dates us, doesn't it? If when we hear those verses, the tune of Boney M plays in our heads. <laughs> Probably at the next service, nobody will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> It's one of the few hit songs that takes its words directly from scripture. And you'll probably be relieved that I'm not going to ask us to sing it this morning. But interestingly, that song follows the same pattern as our psalm does. As it turns from hopelessness to hope, as Boney M sang words from Psalm 19. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. And so too in Psalm 77. In verse 11, we read the turning point. Previously, in the earlier verses, as the message version puts it so eloquently, when it says, Will the Lord walk off and leave us for good? Will he never smile again? Is his love worn threadbare? Has his salvation promise burned out? Has God forgotten his manners? Has he angrily stomped off and left us? Just my luck, I said. The high God retires at the moment I need him. That truly is a prayer of lament, isn't it? But then at verse 11, we have our answer. The psalmist seems to be shaken out of his despairing mindset as we hear him say, once again, I'll go over what God has done. Lay out on the table the ancient wonders. I'll ponder all the things you've accomplished and give a long, loving look at your acts. His whole tone moves from despair to hope as he remembers what God has done. The same God he sat before in all his agony and despair is creating hope from hopelessness. What are the experiences, the memories, the Bible verses, the deposits knitted into the core of our being, our intellects, our souls, the bank from which we draw during times of trial. If you'll bear with me, there are a couple more thoughts I'd like to draw out from this psalm. The first is how we're taken on a journey through the dark times and into the light of God. On his journey, Asaph was not afraid to raise some of those difficult questions that inevitably surface as we journey through life. Has God forgotten me? Has his loving kindness ceased? Have his promises come to an end? 
Has he withdrawn his compassion from me? The psalm asks. When faced with these kinds of questions and the sleeplessness and agony of the first part of the psalm, a choice is laid before us. Are we going to cry aloud to God, as verse 1 tells us? Or are we going to lose faith and turn away from God? Or are we going to reaffirm our faith by remembering and trusting who God is, in spite of what we're feeling? Like the psalmist, when you are struggling, don't give up praying. God will hear your cry. In verse 11, as I've said, we hear the choice the writer makes. There will come a turning point. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. It's his choice to remember. And from this point on, the psalm is a prayer of praise to God. And on this journey the psalmist takes us through, the choice through despair and doubt, to remembering God's mighty acts. It's this that renews his faith and brings the assurance of verse 19. Your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. God led Israel to safety through the sea. And God will lead us, but often his steps are through the trial and through the danger, rather than removing it from our path. He leads us in paths we cannot see or imagine. And it's often only with hindsight that we see the road that we've travelled with him. A commentator on this psalm says, The psalmist in his day had the mighty deliverance of the Passover and Exodus to look back on and recount. How much more we Christians have. Even in the darkest of times, we are reminded that Jesus Christ conquered death itself. That Jesus trampled over death and brought us through that darkness into new life. This is the journey that Psalm 77 echoes. The gift of remembrance that assures us that God has not forgotten us, nor has his loving kindness ceased. His footprints are in the troubled seas of life with us, even when we cannot see them. And this is the miracle that this psalm reminds of, us of. Not many of us, probably none of us, have experienced raising the dead, healing the blind, turning water into wine. But I guarantee that each one of us who are followers of Christ will have experienced the miracle of new life in him, will have experienced the life-changing hand of God on our lives. And we may even have a testimony of how circumstances unexpectedly changed, situations resolved, the miraculous hand of God 
working in the humdrum of our lives. And secondly, and finally, there's a phrase I kept coming back to as I reflected on this psalm, and it's from verse 6. I remembered my songs in the night. Sturgeon preached for over an hour on these few words. Don't worry, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But for those of you who can cope with the 19th century language, it's on the internet and makes interesting reading. If you're of the generation who remember Boney M, and there are a few of us here, we might not be able to sing the whole song, but I bet we could manage a passable rendition between us. We remember the words, the catchy tune. We might even remember what we were doing and where we were when we heard it. And maybe we bought the record. And I put in brackets for the second service. Yes, records were before Spotify and iTunes and even CDs. (laughs) Some of us have more pessimistic personalities. A glass half empty personality. But for all of us, our memories, the things we see and learn are lodged in our brains. They have changed us, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worst. Sometimes they bring us joy, other times sadness or despair. But they are part of who we are. And we're encouraged in this psalm to draw on those memories of God's faithfulness to us, of those memories of what we have learned through reading and studying the Bible, those memories of prayers answered to support our faith in these darker times when all seems hopeless or lost. In the nighttime of hopelessness, then, is the time to draw on those songs of the night. And of course, those times of darkness may not be in the night, but we may feel it's a 24-hour darkness. Those memories, those good memories, remind us of who God is and of the miracle of our personal relationship with him. If I'm troubled, I'm the sort of person who tosses and turns at night. And somehow problems always seem bigger in the small hours, don't they? And as I talk, I need to tell you that it's taken a long time and lots of practice to apply what I'm going to say to myself. To choose to turn to God to draw on those deposits of faith that have been laid within me over the years and to turn my worries into a song of the night, a prayer for God's help and sustenance. Because God does not sleep means that we can. Psalm 42 tells us, By day the Lord commands his steadfast love, And at night his song is with us, a prayer to the God of our lives.
And as I've said, it's not only at night. The darkness of the night, the darkness, worry, despair can descend at any time. And we face the same choice as the psalmist. Do we turn away from God or turn toward him? Do we remember, draw on those godly deposits we banked over the years or not? Choose to sing God's song in the nighttime of our troubles or despair? Or stay in them, trapped, imprisoned? I don't think I could follow the rigorous seven or eight times daily of monastic traditions of prayer, especially the one at two o'clock in the morning. But there is so much benefit in developing a regular pattern of prayer and reading the Bible. And I know many of us can witness to that. A regular pattern will sustain us through the hard times, will help grow within us those memories of God we can draw on. In closing, there's just one final question I'd like to pose, and it's this. Are you stuck? Are you not sensing a journey toward God? Feeling maybe that the trials of life could even be driving you in the opposite direction, away from him. Struggling to remember anything that might encourage you to change direction. If that's you, then take some encouragement from this psalm. Don't be afraid to tell God how it is for you. Warts and all. Telling God how it is, is as valid a prayer as any other. If even words escape you, then maybe try some liturgy or one of the Psalms. This one, perhaps. We started this service listening to the words, and everything is possible through God who gives us strength. Remember, it's not our strength, but God's who makes change possible. He hears our prayers of lament. He leads us from hopelessness to hope. Thank God we do not travel this road alone. Amen. Thank you, Ursula. Spurgeon spoke for an hour. I speak for 20 minutes. It just seems like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> As Ursula showed us, the, the honesty of God's word is wonderful, isn't it? It doesn't gloss over anything. It doesn't hide in corners. It doesn't shove things under the carpet. It's all there, life as we experience it. Songs of lament, showing us that the saints of old had their, had their down times and their troubles as well. But it also shows us how to journey through the dark to the light. 
that there are choices to make and that, um, and that we can turn towards God when it's really tough. And he will guide us through to the light. And it's great, isn't it, that our, our liturgy helps us always in this. And that one of the things that we do when we meet together is we stand and we declare our faith. Reaffirming in our own hearts as well as declaring to others, this is our God. This is our Savior Jesus. This, the Holy Spirit, who ministers into our lives. So we're going to do that now. Would you like to stand? And we're going to make this profession of faith. And I'm going to ask you these questions. And the bits in bold are, I hope, what you are comfortable to declare. Do you believe and trust in God the Father? I believe. Do you believe and trust in uh, his son, Jesus Christ? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe and trust in the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Um, one of the other things that happens when we meet together is that we have the privilege of bringing to God the cares and concerns that we have for each other and the world. We're going to do that slightly differently today, and we're going to use the song uh, Beauty for Brokenness. And I will lead us in a short prayer. Um, we begin with prayer for refugees, the poor and disadvantaged and then we're going to sing the first two verses and chorus of this song. We're going to stay seated. We're going to sing it prayerfully together. And then there'll be an, a, a prayer for another section, and we'll, we'll sing another verse and chorus and so on. But it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful song, um, and it, it's an intercession in its own right. So that's how we're going to use it. So let's pray together. Father, we bring to you our broken world where the gulf between rich and poor grows ever wider, where there is poverty and suffering, where there are refugees in their millions, hunger and hopelessness. Beauty for brokenness Lord, in the suffering, this is our prayer. Bread for the children, justice, joy, peace. Sunrise to sunset, 
And now, prayer for Ukraine and other war-torn countries. Father, we bring you a world still being torn apart by war. Especially we remember the Ukraine, where thousands of innocents suffer the horror and uncertainty of war and the pain of lost loved ones in the fighting. Refuge from cruel wars And now, consider the environment and our care of the earth. And Father, we bring you our wounded world, created by you in all its beauty, and yet ravaged by us through greed, as its resources are plundered for profit. Rather than care for it as stewards, we have unthinkingly used it for our pleasure. Rest for the ravaged earth, oceans and streams, plundered and poisoned, our future, our dreams. Lord, end our madness, carelessness, greed. Make us content with things that we need. God
and finally for the church and its witness to the world. Father, we bring you the church, your body here on earth. We often feel weak and helpless. We've sometimes lost our way as we've watered down and weakened the gospel message that you gave us to proclaim. We have forgotten to draw on your spirit's leading and power. Lighten our Father, we offer you these, our prayers, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Now, as we come to communion, we're, we're going to share the peace. I have a couple of things to say. <laughs> um, firstly, I hope you want me saying this, but last week, as we began to move around once again, it seemed to me that there was um, less sharing the peace and more catching up on two years' worth of news and lots of conversation. Uh, friends, the peace is sharing God's blessing. It's not about catching up on news. So as we come to the peace, let's, let's bless one another and catch up on news over coffee. I hope you don't mind me saying that. Um, and being reminded this morning that COVID is on the rise again and uh, many are still very nervous and we need to respect that. So can I say, please, no hugging today. I think it would be just respectful to, you know, to those who are still concerned that we don't do that. By all means, move around, but keep distance. And if people want, um, uh, you know, don't want to be approached, then please respect that. Um, shaking hands is as far as we could go today, but uh, we do want to say to one another, the peace of the Lord be with you, and really mean it in our hearts. I used to go to a church where the, the peace, um, people rushed around, and, and it was a race to see who could get around everybody first, and the, the the handshakes were like receiving a wet fish into your palm. <laughs> you know, when I came here, it was the one thing that struck me. People looked me in the eye and said, the peace of the Lord be with you, and they meant it. So let's bless one another now. Would you like to stand? Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. We meet in his name and share his peace. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. Amen.
let's share the peace with one another. Is that working? Yes. It would have helped if I'd pressed the right button, wouldn't it? <laughs> so we're going to use Eucharistic Prayer E. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, you made the world and you love your creation. You gave your Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Saviour. His dying and rising have set us free from sin and death. And so we gladly thank you with saints and angels praising you and saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We praise and bless you, loving Father, through Jesus Christ our Lord. And as we obey his command, send your Holy Spirit that broken bread and wine outpoured may be for us the body and blood of your dear Son. On the night before he died, he had supper with his friends, and taking bread, he praised you. He broke the bread, gave it to them, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when supper was ended, he took the cup of wine. Again he praised you, gave it to them, and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So, Father, we remember all that Jesus did. In him we plead with confidence his sacrifice made once for all on the cross. Bringing before you the bread of life and the cup of salvation, we proclaim his death and resurrection until he comes in glory. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Lord of all life, help us to work together for that day when your kingdom comes and justice and mercy will be seen in all the earth. Look with favour on your people. Gather us in your loving arms 
and bring us with all the saints to feast at your table in heaven. Through Christ and with Christ and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours, O loving Father, for ever and ever. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. We are one body because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. Please come forward as the stewards direct, and, and we're going to follow our usual pattern of receiving the bread and wine.
keep you in eternal life. And the blood of Christ keep you in eternal life. Before we say our prayer after communion together, let's pray for those who can't be with us this morning. And so, loving Heavenly Father, we bring before you those of our church community and who are known to us, who can't be with us this morning. We remember those in residential care. We remember those in hospital. We remember those who, because of frailty, are confined to their homes. For these dear folk and for others who you bring to our minds, Lord, we ask that your peace and your presence will be with them this week. and that they will live in the certainty that Jesus is their Saviour. Amen. And so we say together the prayer after communion. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. Thank you, John. to our final hymn this morning and uh, I have to say it's it's one of my favorites and what's the point of being here if you can't have your favorite once in a while but it is a it's a great hymn for us to leave this place with ringing in our hearts and minds it's an old hymn uh, we have a gospel to proclaim and then it goes through the verses go through the gospel his birth his death his glorious Easter morn and it ends with a verse which says, Now we rejoice to name him King. Jesus is Lord of all the earth. This gospel message we proclaim. We sing his glory, tell his worth. Isn't that a good message to uh, leave this place this morning and go into the coming week? Now we were, we were concerned that you would not know the tune because it's such an ancient hymn. Although... Some of you are very ancient. Um, sorry, I say that. I, uh, I, I include myself in that, of course. Um, I'll, I'll put my brain in gear before I speak next time. Um, Chris is 
Chris is going to play the tune through just once, and then we will stand and sing this wonderful hymn. Thank you to all who've been uh, taking part and working so hard to put this service together today. Obviously, Ursula and Chris, Ian, John, the stewards, and uh, Janet welcoming. Thank you for all your service. Let's invite God's blessing on each other now as we say the words of the grace together. The grace of the Lord and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. So go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen. Amen.